0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise the Lord. I can say amen to that. How about you? He's a faithful God. I am so happy to be in the church and to be in the faith glad we have a true and living God and there's nobody like Him in all the earth. It's good to be at the anchor tonight with all of you wonderful folks and uh, just love you from the depths of our heart. My little wife's here somewhere. Oh, she's sitting right back there. Happy she's here with us. Wish I could see the grandkids tonight, but that's not gonna happen. They're at General Conference, so. But the Lord's good. going to read in hebrews the 11th chapter probably a lot of you can quote it you know what i'm going to read already but it's a very true scripture hebrews 11 and 1 and i'm going to preach for a while tonight on kingdom currency 11 and 1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you're the almighty God and that you hear us when we pray. Thank you for your word. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's a pilgrim's staff and a traveler's map. And it's the sinner's savior. And we love and lift up your name tonight. Anoint me for preaching and the congregation for receiving. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen. You may be seated tonight. Praise God. I'm glad for faith. Substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There's a parable in Luke, the 18th chapter, and it talks about in a city there was a judge that feared not God nor regarded man, and there was a widow in that city also, and uh she came to that unjust judge and said, avenge me of my adversary. But the Bible says at first he would nod, but by her continually coming, she aggravated him, didn't she? You ever have anybody just to aggravate you? Do your kids ever aggravate you when they're little? They just keep on till they get what they want, usually, don't they? Well, that's what she did. She kept coming and Finally, the Bible says, though he he didn't fear God nor regard man, but because she troubled him, he avenged her of her adversary. And uh, the Bible says in the eighth verse of the 18th chapter, I tell you that he would avenge them speedily. It's talking about God. Will he avenge his only elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man cometh shall he find faith on the earth i want him to find it in me how about you Amen. we got we got flooded out twice in one day in sixteen hours we uh, had a flood during the night and uh... it came up in our brandly, brand new remodeled building and uh... Got our carpet wet, and so we vacuumed it out. Had Stanley Steamer to come, and they vacuumed it and washed it. And we, My wife and I, can you believe my wife was running a roller? I was running a, uh, a Bobcat, and, and had $2,000 worth of gravel delivered, and I spread it, and she, she was uh, running that roller, packing it in. And that evening, about eight o'clock, I looked up the holler and I said, look, there's a storm coming. We better get home before we get wet. And uh, in about 30 minutes, the church was, uh, had four foot of water in it. It blew the front door off, blew the side door out, destroyed all of our new seats. They were like these and washed the carpet off the floor. We had these squares and it just washed it right out the door. It destroyed everything we had done and that $2,000 worth of stone washed away down in the creek. Somebody said, what in the world are you gonna do? I said, well, I trust God. All my life, he's been faithful. Amen. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or in seed begging bread. Somebody said, well, that was bad. Well, stuff happens sometimes. Life happens. God doesn't control every aspect of our life, so if you're whining and crying about something that happened in your past, get over it, that's life. Praise God. I've had some bad times. In the last year, I've, last two years, I've cut two fingers off, partially. Year before that, I almost cut that one into two with a crossbow that malfunctioned and went off. I didn't blame God for that. Praise God. Sometimes things happen to you and it's just stupid. They don't even make a pill for stupid. I told the doctor that. He said, well, we're fresh out of stupid pills. If you find any, just uh, bring me a bottle of them. We could use them around here. sometimes we just do dumb stuff, don't we? It doesn't have anything to do with God. It's bad choices that we make. But I want you to know through it all, the song says I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. I've had my good times. I've had my bad times. But I'm here to tell you, if he brings you to it, he will definitely bring you through it. You can take it to the bank. He's in control and he's a sovereign God tonight. There's nobody like him in all the earth. He's my bread when I'm hungry and my water when I'm thirsty. He's my shelter in the time of storm. He's my rock in my weary land. I'm not gonna worry about tomorrow. I was reading in the Bible, it says if he clothes the lily of the field, if he feeds the sparrow of the air, how much more does he love you folks? He loves me. I told somebody, I said, you know, if God has a refrigerator, he's got my picture on it. I've got grandkids on my refrigerator, pictures of them, but I believe Jesus loves me. They asked, they asked Billy Graham one time, said, what is the greatest theological statement that you've ever heard, and he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I thought, amen to that. Praise God, but faith, In God is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Romans 12 and three says, for I say, though the grace given unto me to every man is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according according as God hath dealt to every man a measure of faith. Everybody has some faith. Everybody has some faith. And sometimes we, we let fear trap us. And our faith can't be effective if your heart's full of fear. Has anybody ever been afraid? I've been afraid. I, I've worked in the coal mines for a while, for a long time. And, and when the top was falling down, they couldn't tell where it was falling, didn't know which way to run. I did, I got a little afraid. I remember one guy. We were pulling pillars. That's when you take everything out and you drop the mountain. And uh, we took off running, and one guy ran down and ran in between two two entries. And when the mountain fell in, it, it just it pushes air, and it uh, pushes it down. It'll pick paper up push it down 40, 50 feet and then when the vacuum comes back, it sucks it back up but one guy ran and ran in between two pillars and, and he said it felt like it was sucking his brains out. That was the last day he ever worked. It scared him so bad but it was actually safe where we were at but fear can get a hold of you. I remember when I was a, just a, a young kid and, and I looked up in the window of the kitchen and there was a hand, just a hand, Brother Nehemiah, in the window, and just being a kid, and then all of a sudden somebody screamed, said, A hand! And I remember taking off running, and mom was in the next room, and I jumped completely over the bed down in the corner behind mom to protect me from the hand. It was my brother. (laughs) And he comes in just like, Ain't nothing happened. He knew exactly what he did, but isn't it amazing how you can see things when you're afraid? When Debbie and I were dating, I came home one night, and it was real dark in our yard. We lived up the holla, up on the side of the mountain, and we didn't have a street light in the front yard. And I remember I got out of the car and was walking up a little path to come in the back door, and when I did, something hit me on the back of the leg. Man, it... I knew I was snake bit. I jumped about that high off the ground and I ran in the house and when I got in the kitchen, mom was in the kitchen, she said, what's wrong with you? You're white as a sheet. I said, I've been snake bit. And I pulled up my pants leg and there wasn't any holes in my leg. And so uh, the the next day I went out there and there was a coat hanger laying in the yard. If you step on it, it hit you in the back of the leg. But fear caused me to see a rattlesnake. Fear is something. You can stay up all night and worry and be afraid, but it's not going to help one single thing. But it's just something that would cause you to control you so you won't have faith. But I want you to know that God's in control. The impala in Africa can jump a height of 10 feet high and it can jump a distance of 30 feet. But you can put that same impala in a a zoo with a three-foot wall and it will not jump over that wall because it won't jump where it can't see, can't see where it's going to land. Faith is jumping when you can't see where you're going to land. Praise God. Faith is the ability to trust what you cannot see. If you can see, it's not faith anymore. Praise God, with faith we can get free from that flimsy enclosures that binds us by fear. Praise God. You can take a flea and put a flea in a jar and he'll jump out. But if you put a lid on that jar and he jumps up and bumps his head a couple times, then you can take the lid off because he, he's conditioned his flea brain that if I jump up, I'm gonna bump my head. And he will stay in that jar without a lid. Doesn't that sound like us sometimes? Praise God. Whenever, uh, oh, what is the guy they named the airport after in Charleston? Chuck Yeager. When he was flying an aircraft and he, many guys that were pilots would get right to that point where they were going to break the sound barrier and that aircraft would start shaking and cracking and popping and they'd ease up on the throttle because they just didn't know what was gonna happen. But when he got to that point and it started shaking, he just stepped over fear and shoved the throttle and the next thing you know, there was a loud boom and he went down in the pages of history because he was the first one to ever break the sound barrier. If you wanna achieve anything in God, you've got to step out on faith. Step over your fear and activate your faith. If you're gonna get anything from God, you've got to have the kingdom kingdom, uh, currency that's gonna buy you what you need. We used to sing a song, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You ever sing it around here? That's an old song. You don't need a whole lot, just use what you got. The Bible says if you had faith of a grain of mustard seed, you could say to yonder mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it has to go. But Paul said in Philippians 3 and 13, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. I might have fallen time, And time again, but the Bible says a good man falleth down seven times, but he can rise up again. I'm not gonna let my past dictate my future because I've got my hand in the hands of the man and I've got faith in him. He's always been faithful. Praise God, hallelujah. Sometimes we let the past bind us down. But we've got something in here. How I many's got the Holy Ghost? Man, i tell you, that's, that's Christ in me, the hope of glory. He gives me power to become a witness. Praise God. He gives me an ability that I didn't have before he filled me. I am actually more than a conqueror through him that loved me, and I've got confidence in him. Michelangelo, the great sculptor and painter, he was pushing an old ugly stone up the hill and his neighbor was watching and, and when he got it to the top on that little flat, he said, Mr. Michelangelo, what in the world are you doing pushing that old, ugly rock up that hill? He said, there's an angel in there and I'm gonna bring it out. And he took his hammer and chisel and he carved that angel and brought it out. There's something in you that God wants to chisel out. So if the road gets a little bit rocky and times get a little bit hard, no pain, they say there's no gain, but he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars, but he's still working on me. I haven't arrived yet. I was listening to the service last night and the preacher was preaching, Brother Blackshear was preaching about Brother French and he said when the man was on his deathbed, he told his wife, he said, God's gonna raise me up and and we're gonna plant another church in Alaska. He died two weeks later, but he had faith in God, but he died understanding one thing, that, that if you've got faith in God, it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. Praise God. You might go through terrible times. Joseph was cast into a, a dry pit. He was sold by his own brethren to a caravan and they took him down and they put him on an auction block in Egypt and Pharaoh purchased him to be his slave. To be his servant. And then, while Potiphar was out of town, his uh, wife she tried to seduce Joseph, and when he, she even grabbed a hold of his coat and tried to seduce him, and he ran out of his coat. And when her husband got home, she accused him of being the molester, and here he is thrown in dungeon. I'm telling you what, if there's anything that can work on your faith, it could be what Joseph went to. But he maintained his integrity and he did not lose faith in the almighty God. And one day, one day he was in the prison, but just a little while later, he was standing in the presence of the king. And when his brethren came, he told them, he said, don't be angry at yourself because God was in everything that I could be a savior to my own people and feed them in the time of drought. I've got confidence in God no matter what I'm going through that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I've got kingdom currency tonight because I've got faith in God. Praise God! Don't let it, don't let it cool your spirit down. If you're going to have steam in the kettle, you got to have a little bit of fire under the on the burner, don't you? Praise God! Don't listen to people that are cynics or, or critics or poodle ankle biters. David and I went to teach a lady, and she had uh, what was that little teeny little dog? It was a little teeny dog, I don't remember what it was, and the neighbor's Doverman came over. And Donna had left the door cracked a little bit and that little teeny dog chased that Doverman all the way down to the river. And I'm like, I can't believe that. Always heard it's not the size Of the dog in the fight, but it's a size of fight in the dog, and I guess that really proved it's true. But sometimes we will turn, tell, and run the least little bit of difficulty. But I've got my foot on the rock, and I've got my mind made up, though I walk through the lonely valley, though I have to drink from the bitter cup. When the devil comes knocking and tries to show me a different way, I'm gonna stand square on my feet, look him straight in the eye and say, my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. Praise God. Vision has a way of ignoring critics. I wanna keep my vision fresh. The Bible says, without a vision, God's people perish. Stuff happens. How many remembers the heavyweight boxer James Tillis. They called him James Quick Tillis. You probably have to be a senior to remember him. But he said that when he first came to Chicago, he was from Oklahoma, and uh, he fought out of Chicago in the early 1980s, and years later he was talking about his first day in the windy, Windy City that he got off the bus and he had two cardboard suitcases under his arm, in downtown Chicago and he stopped in front of the Sears Tower and he set those suitcases down and he said, I'm gonna conquer Chicago! And he, he reached out to get his suitcases and somebody stole both of them. <laughs> you ever punched the penthouse button and, you, and you went to the, it went down and stood going up? Isn't that an awful feeling? I always think of my wife we had a friend that their kids were having, their tonsils were removed, and we went down with them, and, and I was outside with the dad. and My wife was going to go in with the mom and the girls, and, and she walked in the front of that women's and children's building, or, and, and uh, there was the elevator. We could see her. She went in the elevator, and the door shut and opened right back up, and she stepped right out. He said, buddy, you better go find her. She's going to be lost for days in there. <laughs> I mean, it was instant. Praise <laughs> God. Sometimes I don't get to where I want to go exactly when I want to go. But I'm going to hold on. I've seen, I used to work, when I first got married, I worked for Hawks Nest Money and I, 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 I worked in the office some, and I ran parts, and they had a big picture of a cat, hanging on the last knot of the rope. And it said, hang on, baby, payday's coming. When you've done all you can do to stand, what does the Bible say? Just stand. Praise God. I I want to be productive and I want to be able to have that kingdom currency. They say Bruce Lee had a, a personal fighting style unlike anybody had ever had. But when he would punch he would punch six inches past his target. That's why he hits so hard. Sometimes I think our target is about six inches from where we wanted to land. But I wanna have enough faith to go further than I ever wanted to go before. What if we had a concept like that? Man, if we would do that, what could we accomplish as a church? Sometimes our mindset is so small. It's kind of like the fifth grade class. The teacher said, I want you to go home tonight. And when it gets dark, I want you to go out in your backyard and look up and count how many stars. And and the next morning they came to class and she said, All right, Susie, how many did you see? She said, I seen a million. And she said, Bobby, what'd you see? So, well, I seen about a thousand. And he looked over at little Nehemiah and said, How many did you see? He said, Four. Should you see four stars? That's all. He said, "Yeah, we got a really little backyard." <laughs> I wonder how big your backyard is tonight. I want to see further than I've ever seen before. I want to punch further than I've ever punched before. I want to fight harder than I've ever fought before. I want to have more faith than I've ever had before. <laughs> Praise God. Our faith needs strengthen. That happens through his word. How do I have more faith? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. I told someone the other day, I said, I don't have much money but I got a lot of faith. Somebody was joking the other day about when we planted a Glen Ferris church and we needed more room for parking, I walked around the houses God, I claim them in Jesus' name. You did it for Abraham and you'll do it for me. The neighbors started dying. I preached their funerals and bought their houses. We bought five houses in Glen Ferris. One of the ladies at church, she said, don't you ever walk around my church or my house Today we, we are buying our first The building we first went to Where God gave me the dream of the address I told someone I said God washed the church away Because I was in the wrong place He told me he wanted the church on 203 Straight Street And uh, so I went to the people I said won't you sell me that building And two days later he called me back He said yeah we'll sell it to you So we're buying The original church that we first had Church where God sent me Praise God. We didn't have any church and then there was two churches up for sale. And then today I was down there and the house next door is up for sale. I thought surely that had to be the will of God but the sale is pending. So I went down, and I cut the grass at the church and I walked around the house, same thing. God in Jesus' name. I'm claiming this house in Jesus' name. I know they say that it looks like the deal was gonna go through, but you did it for Abraham, Lord, and the church needs that property. And a little bit, the neighbor came out, I said, are you the one selling this house? He said, I am. I said, well, if that deal doesn't go through, I want it. He said, well, give me a dollar more than what they offer me and you can have it. I said, well, is under contract? He said, yeah. But there's a clause in there that if I sell it for more, I can get out of the contracts. <laughs> Praise God. That wasn't 10 minutes after I walked around that house and claimed it in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, you don't need a whole lot. You just need a little bit of kingdom currency. And I, it will work if you've got faith in the name above every name. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I'm glad for a God that hears and answers prayer. He's not a God this far off. But he'll bow his ear and hear. What about the man? Who was it that laid the, when Senecred came and said, you might as well give your wives up and your treasure up. And, and uh, he laid it on the altar. and he said, here's the letter. Praise God. Lord, he, He sent this. The Lord said, you ain't gonna have to worry. Man, he just sent a rumor. Guy went home and his own boys killed him. Praise God. When you got faith in God. I just did my granddaughter's wedding at the museum in, in Dayton, Ohio, and they have a big Indian standing there. He's the size of Goliath and my my grandson was standing there, and I thought, that's about like David and Goliath. And I thought, I would hate to be going up such a monstrosity of a human being with a head that big around and arms that big around, just a little ruddy kid, and all he had was a stone and a sling. Well, that's what people think he only had. Well, when he came up against mighty Goliath, He said, you come against me with a shield and a sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. His faith in that name was kingdom currency. And when he flung that stone, it hit Goliath in the head, and the Bible says it sank in. Tonight, you need to let it sink in. He's a God on the mountain. He's a God in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make it right if you've got kingdom currency. Woo, I feel like shouting tonight. Oh, no wonder David said, I could run through a troop and leap over a wall because I've got confidence in his name and he's never, ever let me down. Whoo! Woo! He's of God that he answers prayer. I'll never forget the night when we were in between. We came back from Salt Lake City. I was hurt real bad. I was in the bed for about seven months with, with a disc messed up in my neck and had to have fusions in my neck. But I remember before I had the surgery, before I had the surgery, I, I was in the basement of, of your pastor's house and. And Jillian was sick, and Debbie was staying home that night to watch Jillian, and I was getting ready to go to church, and I said, I'm out of the will of God. I'm going to pack up the car tomorrow, and I'm leaving. Or the truck, I'm leaving, and I'll come back and get you when I find the will of God. She started crying. You leaving me? I said, yes. I started crying too. I didn't know what to do. Unless you've been there, it's hard to explain, but... I was standing right over there and George Guy, God love his heart, he's gone to be with the Lord. I was standing right over there and I said, God, I need an answer right now. As soon as I said that, George Guy said, Elder Bounds, you're out of the will of God. God don't want you where you're at. Instant answer. I was in the, an apostolic conference in Mississippi. And uh, I didn't know exactly the will of God, but I didn't want to be in his permissive will. I wanted to be in his perfect will. And I was sitting probably 10 or 12 rows back. There was probably, there was hundreds of preachers and their wives there. And Mark Morgan was, was preaching and, and I bowed my head and I was about where my wife is sitting right now. We were sitting back and I said, God, I don't want to be in your permissive will, I want to be in your perfect will. And I raised my head, I said, I need an answer right now. And Mark Morgan just stopped preaching. He just went. "Walk right back to me. And he gave me a word from the Lord and told me I was in God's perfect will and turned around and walked back off. I'm telling you what, soon as I prayed. One preacher told me, he, he, was, he was contemplating, his church was full, he was in a little teeny place. And, and I said, well, you need to move over to the other place that has more room. He said, I don't have faith like you have. That's sad. Praise God. He's an instantaneous God and he answers prayer. If it's a Goliath, he'll be your slingshot. If it's a dead of lions, he'll be your lion tamer. He'll be your wheel in the middle of the wheel. He'll be your whatever you need. He'll be your fourth man in your fiery furnace. Oh, King, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If God delivers us or where he doesn't deliver us, we're not gonna bend and we're not gonna bow. And the God they serve would not let them burn. They didn't even smell like smoke when they came out of the furnace. Whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. We need to... We wake up in the mornings and we look in the mirror and see that same old person every single time. But we need to look beyond that reflection of humanity and understand what the spiritual man can do. My grandma was 82 and and she was uh, bent over and decrepit, couldn't hardly get into church. But when that woman prayed, heaven opened up. You don't have to be buff to do the will of God. You just gotta have faith in God. Praise God, just keep on praying. There might not be any rain, but pretty soon, there's gonna be a cloud the size of a man's hand. The next thing you know, there's gonna be a mighty storm coming. If you'll just trust in God. I never forget being at Glen Ferris. And my wife was outside, I was putting a finish, I was putting a finish on the, on the wall the outside exterior, and that stuff was expensive and we, we were very poor, home missions church. And uh, I looked up and man, it was storming. I mean a raging storm. And everywhere you looked, the storm was raging. And I said, go tell the ladies to pray. And I looked up in the sky, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you not to rain on this building. I was desperate. And I wish I would have had a cell phone with a camera and a video on it because the sky just opened up right over the church and you could see perfect blue sky and it stormed all the way around us. (laughs) But I knew a name. I knew the one that could stand on the deck of a boat and say, peace be still. And the storm had to cease. I'm telling you what, he's the master of the wind. He's the maker of the rain and there's nothing that can't happen if you've got faith in that glorious name, that name of Jesus. All power was given unto him in heaven and in earth. Praise God, this place is a laboratory where we mix our prayer with fasting and and we mix our studying with preaching. We mix, mix our outreach with passion and discipleship with enthusiasm. We see the facts sometimes and they don't look good, but I'm telling you what, we're walking by faith. Does God see your faith? Sometimes we're waiting on God when God's waiting on us. Well, I'm waiting on God. Ain't nothing going to happen. The Bible says those guys picked up that fellow that was paralyzed and they got to the church or the house where Jesus was speaking and they couldn't even get in the door and they climbed up on the roof and tore a hole in the roof. And the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, Oh, I don't have enough money to pay my tithes this week. Well, show God your faith. Pay your tithes first. Praise God. Give in the offering first. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It's going to run over. I've tried him time and time again. And I found out I can't out God. When we were going to Salt Lake City, a preacher came up to me. Mark Foster came up to me and he gave me a $100 bill. He said, here, I want you to have this. And uh, I said, thank you, Brother Foster. And w- we we were walking around that huge arena, and I told my wife, I said, I feel like giving that to, and I named the missionary. I said, I want to give it to his wife and tell her to go buy her a nice dress. And and I went and gave it to her. And a guy comes around the arena and stops, and he said, You don't know me, and I don't want any credit for it. But here, I just wanted to give you this. This is a check for a thousand dollars. That's pretty good from a hundred to a thousand. You know how that works? I've got faith in the scripture. I believe that if you give, it shall be given unto you. I believe if you seek it, you can find it. I've got confidence in God. I don't have to worry about where my next meal's coming from or where my clothes are going to come from. He always supplies. You probably heard your pastor tell it when we started our first church. We had a bottle of ketchup in the refrigerator. I'm sure he's told that, he said. He told me later, he said, Dad, I seen that bottle of ketchup, and I I thought, Dad's preaching faith, now I'm going to see if it really works. Got a phone call, preacher in Parkersburg, Brother Smith called me, said, hey, I want you to come and preach for me. I came and preached, and he gave me a check for $800. And his senior group put so many groceries in our car, it filled our trunk up and the back seat up, and the boys were sitting on top of groceries on their way home. (laughs) Praise God. You don't need a whole lot. And I've got faith in God. When things look bad, God looks good. He's going to deliver Remember, honey, when you went in that little, I had a homemade altar, and she was in there crying, didn't even tell me. She said, God, State Farm needs the premium payment, and we're broke. That night, a preacher called and said, hey, Brother Bounds, I've got a preacher that uh, he's sick and can't show up. You want to take his place? And I thought, here I am. I'm not first choice. I'm a spare tire Oh, ugly pride stuck his head. Uh, but uh, I said, sure, brother, I'll come. I loved him, and I like to preach. And uh, I went down and preached, and he, he paid me exactly what my premium was at State Farm. Whew. I told I told the Lord one time, I forget what it was we needed, but I said, Lord, I remember Elder Brother Garless saying that he had a certain amount of bills due and he brought it to the altar. And, and uh, the next day he got a check in the mail, and the lady said, "God spoke this amount to me, and it was the exact amount." I said, "If you done it for Brother Garlets, you can do it for me." What it was is we was preach evangelizing, we had just started, and we didn't have any money to get to where we were going. It was up in Piqua, Ohio, and we were coming from West Virginia, pulling a, a an airstream, and it only got eight miles to a gallon, and we were broke. I said, "I need a hundred dollars." And then I was outside sweeping the porch like a good husband does. Brother pulled up in front of my house, and and, uh, and he did. He got out and he said, "Hey, brother Frank, you need you need some money, don't you?" And I swallowed my pride because I'd always been a giver and not a receiver. And I said, "Yes." And he comes over and opens that wallet, and it was completely full. He pulled out a brand new $100 bill. Man, tears started shooting out my eyes. I said, God, I only asked you last night, but you've delivered this morning. And I can stand here and tell you time and time again, he's been faithful. I trust in kingdom currency. I'm gonna keep on spending it because I trust in God. Praise God. Hallelujah! Nehemiah had emotions. He had prayer. He had fasting. And then he asked the king. You see, there's an order that you need to go through. And then he was commissioned by the king. That was a good Nehemiah, wasn't it, brother? You're a good Nehemiah. I love you with all my heart. Praise God. Where do we go from here tonight? I believe that The currency of evangelism is souls, don't you? They went from city to city. They went from house to house. They took the gospel to everybody that they could take it to. Man, I'm telling you what, Don't be afraid to share the gospel. You don't have to convert them before they get here. Let the gospel, when the preacher preaches it, convert them. Some people try to clean the fish before they can even get them in the boat. My wife has never cleaned one. If you've seen her face, my Facebook post, she's a fisher lady. I've changed a lot of minnows. Finally, she learned to do it herself. She has to wear gloves, but I've never cleaned one of them until I, I got him back to the house and got out the cutting board. One lady asked a girl in Salt Lake, she said, one of our ladies, she's, she's talking about how many people they had. And she told her how many we had. And she said, well, how many of those are really holiness people? She said, well, you can't clean them until you get them in the boat. I figured that woman felt like she's like 24 inches tall when she walked away from her. Bam, 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 bam. You talk about a a verbal beating. She gave her one with just a simple phrase. But get them here. Have some kingdom currency. You just bring them in and let the preacher preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the hand of God will reach out and draw them down to an altar of repentance. (laughs) David's baptized over 600 I was there the other night. I baptized three of them. Adult people coming in without God. Somebody said, those ain't good people. None of us are good people. None of us. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I tell you what I I believe, and I've got faith. I don't care how many years they've been in prison, They just might be getting out just to be able to come to church. But once they repent of their sins, and you take them to that watery grave and say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. My kingdom currency says that when they come up out of the water, their sins are gone. They're a new creature in Christ Jesus. They're a candidate to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And over and over and over, when they come up, they're speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Woo! Woo! just remain standing. Praise God, hallelujah. You can't leave footprints in the sand if you're sitting around all the time. I'm glad that song don't say, you can find buttock prints in the sand. Two preachers' wives were sewing and, and just having tea and, and uh, one of them was talking about how nothing ever happens to their church and the other one was talking about what a great revival they had. And the one that had the great revival, she was sewing the knees up in her husband. The one that said they couldn't have revival, she's sewing the seat up in her husband's pants. The only place where work comes before revival is in the dictionary. Revival looks like it comes it shows up in and work clothes. where he's going, I don't know why nothing's happening. You've got to put faith with your works. The Bible says, Jesus said, and when he saw their faith, they brought the man and tore the roof off and let him down, and he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. And the, the long billed egotistical, hook-billed-nosed Pharisees said, can't believe he thinks he can forgive sin, And Jesus said, is it easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or take up your bed and walk? (laughs) Praise God. I'm here to tell you that the Son of Man had power to forgive sins tonight. No matter where you've been. No matter what you've done. Somebody said, well, he's a God of unconditional love. No, there's a condition. He said, woman, go and sin no more depart from iniquity. I don't believe he saves us in our sin. I believe he saves us from our sin. But I've got faith enough tonight to believe. If you come to an altar of repentance that he's gonna forgive you of your sins, one of these brothers will, will bury you, that's a burial. When they baptize you, they put you under the water. And I believe with all of my heart, when you come up out of the water, I baptized a guy, I think he was an Apache, married a Navajo. He come up, water. he said, I'm a new man. And I thought, that is exactly what happens. You left the old man in the water. You rise and walk in newness of life. Do I believe that? I believe it. Praise God, praise God. You just gotta make it happen. You Gotta make it happen. You gotta believe it's gonna happen when you, you don't get up like you have bungee, bungee cords fastened to your sins and just pull them back home again. Now, this is trash dump. Whew. Don't you feel the Holy Ghost tonight? Won't we bow our heads? Go ahead and start singing, Sister Rachel. Oh yes thank you Jesus don't you feel him in this place tonight can't you feel him draw on you tonight won't you just step right on out of the aisle all of us here all of us have come to an altar of repentance that have been born again we came we were sinners but we're sinners saved by grace tonight but I'll never forget the night on over, uh, uh, in 1968 when the preacher was preaching and I felt the strings of my heart being pulled and, and I ran down to the altar at 12 years old and repented of my sins. I got up and I was thinking, I feel so light, just a kid, 12 years old. Then they took me down to the river and baptized me My wife was a teenager. She just started coming to church. Baptized us both. There was ice floating down the river. Buried us in Jesus' name. I'm clean tonight. I'm clean in Jesus tonight. How are you clean? Because I've got faith in the name that when I repented and the preacher said, I baptize you in Jesus' name that my sins were remitted and when I pray in the mornings or at night and I say God I want you to forgive me of every mistake I made that advocate's in effect I don't have to be rebaptized. I just have to repent Paul said when and if we sin we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous and he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins how many believes that tonight? God. won't we just gather around the altar for a season of prayer oh hallelujah it's so sweet just to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to say thus saith The Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Can you sing it to Him? Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace. Oh, I feel Him right now. To trust Him more so glad that I learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, my Savior and friend. Well, and I know that thou art Trust him. Oh, how I prove him more and more. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him. Oh, can you sing this with me? Well, I'm so glad that I learned to trust him. Precious. Jesus, you're my Savior and my friend well and I know that thou art with me and will Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to love Him more. If you need a touch from the Lord tonight, there's faith in the house tonight. It's not this little mangled hand or fat mangled hand that does the work, but it's, it's faith in the name of every day. When I lay hands on you and I say in the name of of Jesus Christ. Woo, I feel it right now. Woo. In Jesus' name. If you've got a need, just lift your hand up right now. God, I speak faith in Jesus' name. Every single need in this auditorium tonight, I speak the name that's above every name. In the name of Jesus Christ, Heal them and make them whole. Broken bodies and troubled minds and addictions, Lord, cause them to leave right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing power in your name, for delivering power in your name, for stability in our minds in your name. Oh! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing again. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. Oh, how I prove him o'er and Lord! Oh, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to